0: Bro, you got to hit, right there, hit right, there, right there. Yo, welcome into another episode of Capturing the Game. It's the Game Within the Game podcast featuring me, your host, Desmond Jones, and my man's Juwan Stewart, Polar Man Stewart, I, sh- I should say. Currently, Juwan's unavailable today, so he's just been rocking out with me today. But today, we got another special guest. As you already know, all of our guests are special. He is the Associate Brand Manager at the Upper Date Company. He is Paul Bradford. Paul, how Thanks you doing, me. man?
1: Doing good, man. Thanks for having me. David. Thanks for having
0: me. Oh yeah, no doubt, man. So it's so so dope to actually get a chance to interview you. I was reading everything about you, you know, beforehand, doing my research. But man, can you go ahead and tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Okay, well, like you said, uh Paul Bradford, uh, like I say, in the esports community, I am known as Paul B. A little bit about me. Uh, Risen from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, born and raised there. Went to college at Jacksonville State, studied marketing. Out of college, kind of couldn't find a job. I like that right away. Got into uh, NBA 2K, uh, video game everybody knows about, popular video game out there. Got good at it. Pretty got pretty good at it. The NBA and in Take Two Interactive, which almost 2K, formed the league in 2017. Uh, and I'm trying out for the league. The first year didn't make it. Then a year later, I ended up making the league. So I, I was a professional esports athlete by the year. Got drafted by the Washington Wizards esports team, Wiz- D- Wizard District Gaming. Played for a year for them. After that, uh, went back home for a minute. Worked a couple, like, a couple jobs at home. And then recently, I uh, got hired by Upper Deck to um, be the brand manager of esports and make helped make esports trading cards for them.
0: Yeah, that's dope. So what made you want to try out for the, for the 2K team?
1: Oh, on uh, NBA. Well, really, like after college, man. I could literally cannot find like a job, but but then like, I wanted to stay. In, uh, some I wanted to stay in Alabama. A lot of people might think that's weird, but I wanted to stay home, like close to my family and stuff at the time. And it was hard to find a job there with a marketing degree for some reason. So I ended like in my spare time, I would play 2K, and I got, kind of got really good at it. And I met a lot of a lot of guys on Twitter and stuff. Like they all were good at 2K, so I made like a team. At the time, we were known as the New York Bucks, one of the best teams in the world. Like look, like back in those days, people yes by the people within the 2K community. who were literally one of the best teams like a two-year stretch. And competing for like prize money and stuff like that. Like one time I went like up to like three thousand dollars, winning a tournament and everything like that. So it's pretty cool.
0: And like I said, I was just
1: playing it for fun at first. And then like they made the NBA and take to interactive, and that's the league, know, it's the NBA two K League. And like everybody that was really good at two K decided to try for it. Like I said, the first year I didn't make it. And the second year I ended up like doing pretty good and getting drafted by the Wizards and I think the third round they drafted me. So it's kind of it's like a weird thing, cause like my, I told my family they didn't think it was the real thing, and you know? they was like, "What? Is, what are you talking about? You going to move into Washington D.C. to play a <laughs> video game?" So it was just weird, like nobody knew what was going on. So like I had to explain it to them, like the whole process. They still didn't really get it, but like now they understand. I thought the whole thing I went through that one that one season with Wizards. You know, we didn't do too good that season, we seven and nine, but it was fun. It was a fun experience, though. You know, live out your dreams, be a professional video game player, make money off of it. You know, work with the NBA, which is really cool. So. Really, I said I just I, I did it for fun and I got really good at it, and it was like it was a fun fun opportunity. That's so why I just kind of stuck with it for a minute.
0: <laughs> Yo, that's dope. So, all right, for everyone that's out there in the audience, you know, can you go ahead and tell how much time it really takes to like really become good at playing like these video games like 2K, Call of Duty, whatever the case may be, like it takes that effort. But I want you, you know, to be able to tell the audience that.
2: Yeah,
1: so with 2K specifically, like it's not really off. Hard game to pick up because like, it's one of the lower skill gap games, but like to be one of the best players in the world, you gotta perfect your skills. Like you got like especially what the game that we played was called program, was like five v five. Like you, everybody has their own position. Like I was playing power forward, that my team is point guard, shooting guard, small forward, center, whatever. So you're all five players like together as a, as a team, and so everybody has to do their job. Like me as a power forward, if I'm playing defense in the corner, I gotta know when to drop and help off my off the corner guy to, to stop the pick and roll stuff like that. Like it takes hours, man. Like I remember. Back when I first started playing in 2016, I was, like, kind of good. But then over the years, you can definitely tell I've got a, I have got better just by putting an hour. Like, once I played, like, 13 hours in a day just, like, playing games and trying to get better and stuff. It, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And now also you got to have a lot of guys in the same mindset. They're all trying to make the league or just trying to make money. At the time, we was playing, like, before the league got announced, we were just playing for money because it, it was fun. Now the league's got announced. like It's like a bigger bigger pool of people trying to make the league and trying to make a name for themselves, trying to become a professional, professional gamer. But. For all the people out there it, it takes time, man. You can't just pick it up and expect it to be the best. You definitely gotta like, you know, watch film, put in the reps and stuff and just try to be the best you can be.
0: Yeah, I feel that. That's where that's why I know that lifestyle ain't for me, because I ain't <laughs> the one. <laughs> you know, yeah. I ain't gonna put I ain't gonna put that much time into it, you know. Like uh-huh. I just don't I just don't got it. So I'm same
1: I here, st- man, so I'll I playing myself. I guess <laughs> it's too much time.
0: <laughs> I feel it, man. So what so you say so. Since you stepped away from from doing that, and so now you became the associate at upper upper deck company. How did you land there? You know, how did this come opportunity come about? You know, what you know, walk me through that.
1: It's funny you ask that question because literally, man, like after that uh, season two when I was in league, I ended up like I ended moving back home in Tuscaloosa and getting a job at the local newspaper at the Tuscaloosa News at the time because uh, one of my friends guys uh, needed a job at the league. You know, the league is on a six month contract. But six months up, I was like, I might as well try to find a job. I was, at that time, I was still trying to make the league again. But I was trying to find a little job. So I ended up working at Tuscaloosa News, stuff for a little bit, trying to like just do something. But um, the whole process after that, trying to make it back to the league, was was, was crazy. Like Because at the time, I was trying to make it back. The draft happened in February of 2020, I think. And I didn't get drafted back. I had interviews with the Celtics, the Jazz, and it was the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies team. Uh, none of them picked me up. So at that point, I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. Like, I, well, I didn't get drafted this year. I don't feel like trying to put in the time again for next year to try out. So I started looking at jobs on LinkedIn. <laughs> I started looking at a lot of jobs. But I know I wanted to work within the esports field still. So I, I put in the, the search bar esports and just applying for any esports job I can find. And, like, ran across upper deck, saw they uh, had a uh, job opening for a brand manager uh, with e- experience in esports. So I ended up getting, you know, ended up getting a call back from the, um, the manager there, talked to him a little bit, told him my background and everything. So that's you know pretty cool. That whole process, it was actually a long process like a six-month process. That wasn't like I was say like March, so I first reached out um, to him. I had an interview. My first interview was like around like June or July. I didn't start working that until November. So it was like a long process until I ended up getting the job. But like it's it's a grind in itself, trying to like, you know, I just kept applying for different jobs and they were the one that really called me back with you know with the esports role, which is really cool because like actually I, I like working within this field, you know, working with esports companies is really, really cool.
0: what's some of the things that you learned like working within the esports? Around.
1: Oh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. Like you see, like um because we do with Upper Deck, we know make trading cards, consumer products, which work with different licensors, like you know, like big companies. Like we we work um at Upper Deck, we have Overwatch League trading cards. So we work with licensors, like you know, making different stuff. Like we have one program called the Game Data Moment program, which like we capture like during Overwatch the season, we'll capture like a, a cool moment from that from that week, week make a trading card for, for fans to have. So you just see like the cool like how the fans love like esports like a lot, and it's just, I see how like why it's such a big a big thing now. Like it's it's growing bigger and bigger because like the fan engagement is really is really large. It's, like stuff like Call of Duty is really big. Yeah, you got so many different titles out there. Like say when I play NBA 2K. That's one of the smaller scale esports, but like Call of Duty, Valorant, Overwatch, all those games like that are just huge. So I was learning like you know like the fan engagement is really real. You just you see like kind of ins and outs of like how companies market their products to different fans. Besides, because like but the big thing with esports is like you know getting like you know jerseys and stuff the fans stuff like stuff like that like kind of like regular sports you know fans on jerseys of top players you can see like the background that goes into all that stuff like how the hard work behind the scenes is, is pretty cool
0: i know one thing that you mentioned uh, was when you was trying out for you know these teams that you're trying out for can you tell us like, what that tryout process was like
1: oh yeah that tryout process boy like, I probably, <laughs> it's easier now per se because when i was trying out um we had this stuff like the, uh it's called the nba 2k league 2k league combine to try to mirror like the real nba combine but the only thing was like when i this was back like 2019 it was always like almost an open combine to almost anybody in the world so like all you had to do was complete like 40 games in a rec center and if people who play 2k you know the rec center it's like you just you go in there and just play just different guys stuff like that it's just kind of like a real life version that you can go to the gym with the video game version like you just go in there which your boys yourself in the hoop was just random, random people so like that, you know had I mean, you had to do 40 of those with like an 80 percent, one percentage, or something like that. And if you did that, you would qualify for the combine. And the combine was like, if you ask any player like my age, like the other younger guys who played in it, it's not a fun experience at all because you would have some guys in there that was really good at 2k, and you had some guys in there that was terrible or just came in there literally just to just like to like joke off and like not really take this thing serious. So it was like, if they were in your team, you really can do anything, you just stuck with those guys in your team. So, if you got guys that are joking off on your team, going against five guys of the serious. the score can get really bad. And like those games count against you in the combine. Like, there was no no set criteria what you needed, but like they based it on win percentage, uh, points per game, you know, points responsible for, the assists, all that kind of stuff. And they had to put like a little, like, like metrics, and the teams have access to those stats. So, I, when you um, completed the combine, the next step was the um, interview process. So, I, I ended up, that year, I got, I got lucky I played like 40 something games. I want like maybe like 27, 28 of them. So I had like a 71% or something like that. It was something crazy. Got lucky Man. and got to the interview stage, interview with the league. And you know, I told them, like, my, they asked you questions like, why do you feel like you should be one of the top players in the world and you know, get drafted by one of these teams? You know, all the like interview questions you go through and everything. And I told them, like, my little spiel about why well, I feel like I'm one of the best players in the world, stuff like that. So then, then that's so that from that moment right there, from the combine, from like thousand people, it gets cut down to like 300. So I went from 70,000
2: to Oof.
1: 300. And yeah, that's, that's the, the percentage of making the league is really crazy. Then after that process, then you go to the team interviews, and like that's all based solely on people like want to interview you. So I got like that first year, I got like four interviews. I interviewed with the Wizards, the Sixers. The Wizards, the Sixers, some pretty more team I interviewed with. I think the Jazz interviewed me that first year too. I forgot it was different teams, but again, like I said, again drafted by the Wizards. But like that process in itself too, they cut down from three hundred to two hundred and fifty, and then from two hundred and fifty, only it was like only seventy something spots I think left in for the draft that year. So it's, it's the number is crazy. Like out of two hundred fifty players, you know, like seventy one spots, I think. And I was one of like one of the players drafted that year in the third round. So that process is hard, man. Like now it's kind of easier. Like I said, people now play they like, team to host in tournaments. Like if your team wins a tournament, you all five get eligible for the draft pool. So it's easier to get to the pool, but it's still about the, the process of getting drafted. When itself is still kind of hard, though. It's just like it's just hard to get drafted, man. It's just, it just takes a lot of skill. And like, and then nowadays it's hard like, to get teams want players that can brand themselves because like esports is like about branding kind of what I do in my job, brand management is <laughs> our branding yourself, branding your, you know, help branding your team. So like that means creating content through YouTube, streaming, like we talked about a little bit, streaming through Twitch, things of that nature. Because in a day, esports is like, it's a lot of the stuff is like on the players themselves, like help create revenue for themselves, not just through a contract. So it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, that does sound crazy. So, you know, speaking of, you know, brand management, building brands on Twitch and YouTube, and you know, Help me. So, you know, I I started streaming, you know, earlier mm. earlier this year. I hit Twitch affiliate, and you know, I was kind of streaming in and out every now and then. And then I kind of just took a break from it and just kind of been working on my streaming stuff in the background, just building up some, uh, some like some transitions, just trying to figure out, you know, what platform I really want to focus on the most. But you know, for everyone that's out there, you know, can you tell give us some tips on how to go about building a brand? Uh, whether you're on twitch or on youtube or facebook game or whatever the case may be
1: yeah i think that's one of the key points i uh i don't you know a guy named nick Merks, but he's a one of the top streamers in the world you know streams like like shooters like call of duty stuff like that but i know he's like, i can tell you like some stuff he said like some of the two of the key moments like components, have been a top streamer or just really the streamer in general you got to be inter- one is like entertaining if you're not entertaining it's hard to like get an audience you got to have like some kind your like a niche whatever like what you're good at like if you're funny, you know, try to be funny. If you like, just do quirky stuff. You know, it's kind of be. You gotta be entertaining. Like, I can give you an example. of A guy named Madden God. Like, uh, you know, if he's watch him, he's uh, he's a Facebook uh, gaming streamer. He's hilarious, man. He has like all this kind of special effects he does, like during the game. Like, he'll literally take all 30 seconds run to run a play, just do like his little theatrics in the background. It's really funny. But, like, he has like stuff like that. You gotta be on like just some sort of entertainment. And the second, thing, you gotta be good at the game. Like, if you're not not necessarily the best, but like you're good enough to like people enjoy watching they come to your stream and like you know especially if you're playing like competitive games like Call of Duty and stuff like that if you're dying every few seconds nobody's going to watch that you know so you got to be kind of good or so if you play like if you have some entertainment you can always play like scary games some people like watching scary games like first you know first person games stuff like that people watch that kind of stuff but and another thing i think is consistency too like i know the start-stop. Start, everybody wants to get a lot of viewers and everything but like it's, it doesn't work like that like even me like if i stream now i probably get like three or viewers god i'm not consistent so like, it's all about consistency and growing and growing an audience that. you know in a day people are like they want to stick with you they're gonna stick with you from the beginning so you got to like grow an audience stay consistent and i think it's really the top two things like, entertaining uh be competitive if you're playing like, any kind of like competitive game and like uh consistency i think it's the top two things for sure
0: yeah i appreciate that i know for me my biggest thing will always be the consistency because I just, my schedule is, it so I just don't, I just don't got the, the consistent yeah, schedule yeah. like that. And so, uh, I mean, I play, I play a lot of RPGs from time to time and JPRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and then I jump into like, like your your typical like Smash or I'm trash at Apex. Don't ask me to play that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting uh, it. <laughs> boy, I don't see how people play that, man. So that's a whole yeah. different story.
1: It's crazy, man. It's crazy.
0: Yo. Yeah, uh, so my co host, so he's not able to make it today, but he did. Have, I told him, like, yo, bro, we got this person, you know, I was reading off your resume and stuff. He's like, dang, I wish, really, really wish I could be there. So he wanted to make sure, I'm going to make sure I ask these questions for him. But one of the things he wanted to know was, you know, what do you think about the state of 2K? Uh,
1: 2K is, is the end of the day. It's 2K, man. They're being a the, uh, company. Like, they're going to, like, make their money. People are going to buy the game every year because literally the only game out there, but – I would say uh, if some other game was to come along and, like, have a, a good game, like if NBA Live or something was to come along and actually put up a fight. Because right now I think uh, they announced recently – I don't know the NBA – no, it's FIFA, I think, announced they're getting rid of all the licenses for FIFA. I wish it was 2K did the same thing. So, like, other companies can now have, like, um, rights to those teams in the, the soccer world. So, if NBA was to do the same thing – and because 2K has all the rights about all those teams, if they were to get rid of that just exclusive to NBA 2K – some other company can come along and make a, a basketball video game, but right now 2K has like those rights and everything. I don't know if it's solely rights. I don't think kind of NBA Lock can still make games with like all the teams and everything, so I don't think it's solely rights to the um, NBA. But like it's just right now that long company is making a video game, a basketball video game right now. So really competing with it. But the state of it right now, like I said, is is end of the day. It's still 2K. Man, they don't have their bugs, their stuff like that. they gonna take forever to fix it. They're gonna like the game right now. This year is like defense oriented. It's a lot of defense this year. Like last year was there was a problem. Everybody get dunked on last year. This year it's hard to dunk on people. There's never like a balance, really. It's just, it's just every year you gotta find, like, especially like guys like me play competitive. We just find like the cheesy stuff that works, like anything you like, you can do to exploit the game and just do it over and over again to win. Like this year, the, you can go in the paint and just like back somebody down and just do a layup and this goes in nine times out of ten. So it's hard to stop layups this year in the paint, But least if are a big man. So this is always every year is like I always find like the niche of the game, like what you can do to get your ears over an opponent, and that's uh, how to get goes, man. It's just every year is like find a little cheese that works and stick with it.
0: That's probably the reason why I probably don't play 2K competitively like that. Yeah, I just yeah. like, you know, I'm just, I'm just in it to, you know, just have <laughs> some fun, just play some ball real quick. You know, work on my little my player. He may yeah, not get no ball. Yeah, he may not get no more than an 80 just because of my time. But yep. you know, at least I at least I put in some effort. <laughs> but, get mad <laughs> for real though. But so one thing that I uh, also want to want to ask is. Um, you know, speaking of, we kind of talked about like, the streamers and such, but, you know, other people, like, especially, like, in the YouTube community, like, do you think that, like, the YouTube uh, community is a hindrance to 2K because of the people that's constantly complaining or just talking about the game and whatnot?
1: I, it's weird. The YouTube community, a lot of guys, like, I don't know if you know a guy named um, Agent Zero. He's always big on basketball games. He's actually, like, when I was first starting the community, I loved watching the videos. He always, like, good breakdown of 2K and stuff like that. But he's transitioning. I know a lot of guys, like big guys, like uh, a guy named Illuminati. He was big on 2K back in the day. A lot of guys after they make it big in YouTube, they kind of like go away from 2K, which is smart because like 2K is just solely 2K content and YouTube is not going to get you a lot of views and stuff. Like guys that blow to a certain extent, they start doing more like RO videos, different kind of content. But later I, I can't blame them. Like if they like say something negative about it, because the end of the day, they they just frustrating. their come. They just give showing their frustration about the game. Like like I said, like every year is always something going on with the game, and like it's just never really balanced. So like. I like I said, they're really like hindering. 2K is just they just showing their frustration for it, which you can't blame them. 2K gotta like try to make a fun game for everybody, which is hard to do because that was gonna be something, you know, somebody gonna find somebody it's gonna find something wrong with the game no matter what. So it's just, you gotta, they just gotta. 2K at this point, they gotta stick with their guns, put out the hopefully the best product they can figure out and just go with it. Like they figure out something's going with the game. Like Mike Wang is one of the um, video game um, coordinators of 2K. He's on Twitter all the time, like asking for feedback about what we should do this year, what we should do that year. And, like people always like respond to his tweets. And kind of, like, listen to him. He'll try to pick something, like, every year different for the game. And, it's like, just hopefully I can just, you know, just try to get better every year. Because on the last year, people was complaining about, like, how the game really didn't really transition well from 20 to 21. It was, like, the same game, per se. But I said, like 22 is definitely a different game. It's just, like, I almost said it's the best game. Like, it's just it's different, though. I guess if people wanted something different in the last two years. So, I don't know. It's just, it's at the end of the day, I just call it 2K, man. I, I, just, I just play. I buy it every year. So, you know, I really got no complaints. <laughs>
0: right 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 um so 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 switching gears a little bit so going going back to your to the upper deck company can you like tell the audience a little bit about your day-to-day activities with this company right now
1: okay so yeah so uh yeah upper deck uh hired me like i said as the esports brand manager so day-to-day activities i you know i work close to a licensors from different like esports uh companies like when i say esports but gaming in general like trying to help make consumer products uh, get into the marketing stuff. Like I say, right now we have Overwatch just on the market. If people are familiar with the Overwatch video game. It's like a PC game. I think it's on console as well, but most people play on a PC. And they have a, a league. You know, it's Overwatch League has been like three seasons now, I think. And the recent champion has been the same. How Dragons just recently won. But we make products like that. And um, yeah, we just David activity does work with licensors, work with my project managers, my marketing managers, help like get these products out the market. Like even we have a Twitter page. Uh, um, I think it's uh, Upper Deck with esports. On Twitter, and we have we constantly posting about Overwatch products and stuff like that. We, we recently released a Overwatch League Series Two product uh, to market, uh, on e- and on we have our own um, we have a virtual uh, trading card um, website known as EPAC, where you can like literally like download. You can literally like instead of having physical cards, you can have like cards like on our on our website and open packs like that. Because some people are, like you know if, I don't know if you noticed know these days with trading cards, it's like hard to find because during COVID the market went crazy. Like people will stop buying trading cards, like it was crazy. So like. We're one of the companies that like kind of got blessed by that because we we make trading cards and everything, so all our stuff that was on shelves and stores were, like gone. So we're constantly trying to keep up with the market, you know, markets want more cars right now. We're trying to keep up with um, the, the markets, you know, advertised with, like, for like trading cards. So right now, so we have stuff on the um, I can't speak of because you know, license agreement stuff like that. But we got stuff coming out soon, it's so everybody's kind of like gonna be liking everything. It's really cool for the esports community, like gaming in general. So I'm looking forward to that. Like so everyday activities, though, I just Work with licensors, work with my project manager market managers. Like keep, you know, Twitter post updates. We do, we even do, we actually stream on Twitch too. We have our upper deck uh, Twitch stream. We talk about, we play Overwatch on stream and everything, Give do giveaways and stuff like that. So we are trying to, like, you know, expand our, our esports realm. And um. that's how they kind of brought me there to help expand that, you know, getting more touch with the gaming community. And while, you know, talking about trading cards and stuff like that, keep, you know, because our core value is trading cards. But we also trying to get into a video game like, arena too, with esports fans and video game fans alike
0: yeah that's super dope so so okay so you know one of the things that i wanted to talk about too was the trading cards because i know like they go they go up and down like a stock market you know so yeah So some, <laughs> sometimes they they're like they hottest uh, this thing on the market and some things like can you can't get nobody to buy them you know what you know what what causes that
1: uh, i just like anything man it's just what if somebody willing to pay for something i know like i've seen Recently, I know Luca Doncic's card sold for, like, $4.5 million. A Michael Jordan card recently sold. Maybe – I think it was higher than that, actually. And the LeBron James card, Ricky card, that sold for $1.8 million. And the LeBron James card, actually, upper-deck card. We used, to make, we used to have a license to NBA before Panini took it and everything. Right now, we solely have an like NHL, like, entertainment license and stuff like that. But right then, like, upper-deck was, like, big in basketball. So, like, a lot of those cards got sold. Like, upper-deck cards is really cool. But like I say, it's just like just the market value what somebody wanted to pay for. Like, I have a, a signed, you know, Jalen Green with the Eastern Rockets. I have a signed Jalen Green card.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we got, uh, as an employee exclusive, all the employees got it. So that card, I went up to that card for a while. Hopefully, like, yeah, that value goes up. Right now, I got it on sale with, like, 3K. I might sell it for more. If you go, like, he wins Rookie of the Year and something like that. I am mean, that card, that price is going up on that card. But stuff like that, like, just, like, it's really, like, the rate of the card, too, like, you only get it, like, like a 1 of 1 or 1 of 25, that's, like, their market value goes up to Something like more basic, like it's a regular card anybody can get, it. not gonna have as high as value. But like I said, it's something that's really rare, you know, like really shiny, you know, how to holographic stuff and stuff like that as well. A lot of cars, like we make what patch cards, like the LeBron James Ricky card that sold with like a Ricky patch. But within the card, have a piece of his jersey inside that card, which makes it really, really cool too. I actually got some cards but I can really, oh, we don't like this. Is, I can show you on camera. I have one of my cards I got. So give me one second.
2: I'll show you. It's a, it's a cool card right. I got. So give me one second. Yep, yep. All right, so yeah, what we have here is I'll show
1: you a patch card. I'm talking about. This is our Overwatch League cards. So I'll show you what I mean with that patch card. Literally, they, we put a piece of jersey inside the card. It's really cool. So I see if everybody can see it on camera or not. Let's see real quick. All right, so I'll try to put this on camera. So this is like a patch card that literally, yellow, this oh, yeah, is literally a, a piece of the, a piece of that guy's jersey within the card. And like that, that stuff is like it's, it's thicker too, like a thick card because you got to hold the jersey. So. This right. stuff got a lot of money to make because you got to literally get the jersey, cut it up, put it in the card. And like this stuff goes like a lot of money. So this is like over. It's like this, like a LeBron James jersey with a piece of like an NBA jersey in the card, you know, that's going for some bread. So yeah. And I guess I'll show you one more example of, we have a stuff called a die cut card where we make. We actually cut the card up to a certain shape. And like we just choose the shape. Depends on what like how what we're going for. So this is a die cut card. This is another different technology too. This card is not a complete square because it's a certain like shape, yeah. So, stuff like that. Then, I guess uh, one more example is an autograph card. You know, autograph cards are pretty much uh, whether it's self explanatory, They have autographs on them from, from the players. So, you're one of those, but yeah, like, yeah, this is what I help make, man. Like, these cards, so I can find your autograph one real quick. And also, we have a uh, Marvel uh, at Upper Deck, we have the Marvel license too, so we make a lot of Marvel trading cards as well. So you can expect some cool Marvel stuff to come out from us as well, too. Sounds like an autograph card. I had, like, one autograph. Autograph cards are actually harder to get, too, because, like, they're more rare. Just like, anything, like, a rare, you know, rare cards are harder to get. This is an autograph card. It's simple, like, simple as that. Autograph on the card. Yeah. Yep, so. Yeah, that's a, that's what I make, man. That's what I do in a day. They help make these cards. I, just, I don't produce them myself. I just, like, help with the type and stuff. Like, help, like, the designs pretty much. Help people come up like you know they approve get them approved and stuff like that so yeah that's Yo, pretty man, awesome that's,
0: that's, that's hella fire just because them, them cars like like i, I was i know you're going to take care of your cars because they ain't a binder. Oh, yeah got They're them, in a, plastic. Got them in a binder <laughs> yeah yeah i already know but they look really actually crisp and clean yeah. like compared to some like like my older memories of like keeping up with trading cards, like my brother older brother um had, yeah, I know he had a slew of cards. Uh, like he yeah, had, like, probably like a War Payton rookie card, Emmitt Smith. Like, yeah. He has like a tons of stuff. No idea what happened to it for all we know. Yet.
1: Yeah, but, you hate that because that stuff probably worth a lot of money these days. That's the crazy part. I know Zach, I have um, some Yu Gi Oh cards I can't find. I'm thinking it's worth like 20k now. Some old, old school Yu Gi Oh cards. So, it's crazy.
0: That's See, that takes me back because I used to try to collect some some you look wheels broke by then's so My mom is my <laughs> <was> not trying <laughs> to buy I know how it
1: goes. I know how Damn. it goes.
0: Man, that was the hardest thing to do. I used to try to wager or try to get some cars yep. from friends because I was like, yo, I wanna I wanna get into this, but finances ain't gonna allow me to. And by the time I'm old enough to actually buy it, you know, everyone moved on or it ain't mm. that it ain't the newest thing right now. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, like I said, that's pretty much what I do, man, on a daily. Like I said, the Jalen Green card I have. I should have showed that card. The Jellin Green card is pretty cool. I said, we got that because it was an employee exclusive. We got it as a gift from our company. So, like, because Jalen Green, like, uh, I don't know if it's announced yet. I think it is because it's literally signed it. He's, like, a athlete with us at the upper deck. Like, he's he does, like, stuff like mm-hmm. that for us. So, he signed a whole bunch of cards for us and everything. And literally, only employee exclusives. Only employees got them. So, maybe, like, maybe 200 out there only. Like, all employees got them. So, I'm holding hold on to that car for a while, so see how it goes.
0: Yeah, hold on, because I think that dude's going to have a hell of a career.
1: Yeah, I do, for sure. Like I so said, I hope he wins record of the Year. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty dope right there.
0: Yeah. Um. If you want, you can go ahead and show the car because I'm curious to see what it looks like Okay, now. I got you. Yeah, I'll show you. I got you. Yeah. One
1: second. So I got everything I like, put up and everything. Be
2: one second. Yep, you're good. Yeah, so they first sent it to me. This is when I first started working here too. Like i am not it's
1: not touched the area, it's just literally like sitting in there. Like you can see everything mm. here. Really but yep, this is an autograph on it. Like, this is literally his like this future watch card. Like this for even made the league, even got drafted. So it's like the only card out there right now of him. That's the back of it. And the back of the reads, like, you know, congratulations, you got this employee exclusive card. And it's made by uh I think SP exclusive, yeah, employee exclusive. So it has all the silver, right? The silver. Lettering and everything, like you see him, so he signed it too. So yeah, so like I said this mug is in my collection, just chilling. Someone wants to buy it. So, <laughs> but the price I don't go, the price not go up. But right now it's like I got a three k, but his he's balling out. and we keep raising that price up. So,
0: ding, that's crazy. But, that, but that's actually really super cool that the company gave y'all the like clear excuse. It's like it's like some it's like giving someone stock in the company. Like here,
1: yeah, exactly. You know? It's pretty cool. I I, feel, I call it like that's like version person getting a bonus. I feel like this. They can go anywhere between like three k's like you probably one day i might like to sell this car with 25k who knows so it's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: How do you how can you go about um like figuring out like the rarity of certain cards? like it's just a matter of research. Or oh yeah uh really to?
1: the rarity of their car is like it's depends on the market value but that grading a car like as in like uh I forgot the name of the company everybody knows the name of the company you grade a car like the grade how like how better can how good a condition it's in like 10 minutes nine and good, you know, eight, like, kind of, you know, whatever thing. I forgot the, what company does that. but if I, I'm going to figure it out. It's literally a company that grades cards. But they, mm-hmm. that's how you, like, you can sell them to those people. They're graded for you. Then you can get it back. And they have, like, a little case with a 10 out of 10 condition or whatever. But, like, the rate of cards is all depends on really, like, like, like I can say, if it's a one of one one out of 50, like I said, this is an employee exclusive. So, it's kind of the turn. It's not no set rated per se, but, like, you know, like, if it's a one of one like, not only one. is on one card produced so that's super you know what i'm saying you're the only one that right, got that right. card so or right, one right. of 50. is so like 50 in the world so that's kind of like that as well you based it off that because what we do on our cards like on our on our sets on the, on the internet we keep the odds tab so if you get a card that says this is like one of one or one out of like 124 the, the more rarity that their card is per se so they determine the rarity and then like then it goes next step who how much people want to pay for it you know then also too like it, it, who the person is as well that's also Matters in the price and stuff too. Like you got LeBron James, like Cleveland Cavaliers card, those gonna be more rare because there's, you know, he played there for his first few years. Then, you know, he went, went out to the Heat and stuff like that. Same with KVD, like on the Kevin Durant Super Saints card, like, you didn't play there for one year because then he switched over to the Thunder. So stuff like that, like, all the, there's all so many factors that factor into how rare a card is. Or say a company like makes a basketball card, they're the no longer a company more So then you can never find those cards again. So, stuff like that all factors into it and the price and stuff like that too.
0: Yeah, all that makes sense, man. When you as soon as you said like KD in a super science uniform that. Yeah. Like those though, though those are one of my favorite uniforms in a mm-hmm. uh just because like the green and yellow look, you yep. know, I wish they'd eventually put another team back in.
1: They might that. Hope so hope they do.
0: <laughs> I I hope so too. They definitely deserve. It. I mean, they they still got the the woman's side, you know, they still got to oh, see yeah.
1: a storm Yep. And they're pretty good too, so that's good. I got I got a team out there for sure. Hey, hopefully yeah. one day to do go back to NBA. We'll have to see. That'd be pretty cool for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, so do you think uh like schools like you when know, top about schools like colleges or even high, I even go down to the high school level, like do you think that they should offer or do more for esports?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because as you say that, it's cool. A lot of schools are actually offering more esports programs. I play like is more like uh probably out west. And maybe more like the Midwest and like North, kind of off from Alabama and the South. I was, when I went back home and did an interview for our local news station, there's actually a few schools that were offering esports programs. So it just depends on the area that, like, depends like how much schools are willing to spend on it, because some schools still, like, they value traditional sports over esports. Like they say, already, like, go play football or basketball, or baseball, or whatever, Then type tell people a video game player. Which I like, understand, like, still esports is still growing. So a lot of people not really fully invest into it yet. But, like, I, I definitely say I feel like every school should definitely, like, take a look into, like, investing in the esports because it's definitely the future. For esports, you, I don't think you're using your hands, your eyes. Like, you're going to worry about getting hurt, getting injured. So, I don't think you really suffer hand, hand injury at the most, no. So, like, esports definitely, I feel like, is the future. And, like, I feel like a lot of schools should definitely invest into it because I think it's not the only way to go, but really up really because it's just – I don't see the negative, the negative effects for it really. A lot of people, you know, have some parents still concerned too much video, too much video game time, but – well, you're doing your schoolwork and everything, you get everything handled, you should your grades are looking good. And as long as you, you know handle that stuff first, then you know, set a I guess set a time limit on how long you can practice, you know, just like regular sports, set a time limit while your teams can practice for and don't go overboard, you should be okay.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. I know uh for me, the college I graduated from, Indiana Tech, they are starting to give out esports uh scholarships for uh like for certain games. I forget uh some of the games that they mentioned yeah. dang i can't think of the games or that. anyways but i thought that I was like yo that's super cool but how lucky kids are nowadays that they can get a scholarship for video games like for esports in general i wish like i had an opportunity i probably wouldn't have put more time into video games not that i should have but um, <laughs> you know it just it just i feel like this is just another opportunity for for kids to try to make it the more opportunities not everyone is athletic and gifted and can, you know, go do these things. Some people are gifted as video, as far as, like, video games. It's more than just playing video games. You know, to, to some, take think or just
2: anticipate or a lot of stuff that kind of goes in a game. Yeah, that's for sure. That's definitely a good point. Like I said, hopefully
1: it's just, you know, more school to continue to invest in them and then, I say, it was just how, to, how it goes. I know a lot of college, uh, they have like college, Call of Duty. Like, they have those a lot of terms going on. Like, I know Valorant is really big now. Like, I was like, Overwatch as well. So, I don't know. a lot of scholars really taking advantage of, like, you know, the people, like, you know, giving out like, I say, giving out scholarships and stuff. So, that, that's definitely a really cool thing. So, I'm just excited to see how it goes.
0: Um, what is, or how hard it is for, for athletes to be endorsed by, uh, by a trading card company? Or say, for example, say this athletes like primarily overseas, like do you find it, like do you find as though it may be difficult for them to obtain an endorsement or, or obtain a trading card? Or, or have,
1: it depends on um, talking about like professional athletes or more esports athletes.
0: Uh, professional athletes.
1: I, it, it depends because if they're big enough, you can definitely like. And it depends on the company too. It's like so, you know, we like it's all about like, rights and stuff. Like right now, we have exclusive rights to NHL like a lot of entertainment like that marvel like well i do e-sports overwatch then i know like we even like, you got a deal with aew wrestling so we have like wrestling we make wrestling cards now so it depends if the person's big enough to have their own individual you know deal or if they like within the company like you know like say said aew wrestling nhl so you know people like Jalen green like we signed them like a school so i think miles bridges is with us too we made a couple cards for him as well so like, if you're a big enough like athlete like overseas you're looking at you Definitely probably get you a deal. I know Tiger Woods and Michael Jordan, LeBron James is some of our bigger, like, even Ben Simmons. They're some of our bigger, like, athletes that are, that are known, like, exclusive deals with us. Like, LeBron James has been an athlete with us since, like, I think his rookie year, I think. Same. And I know Jordan's been in for a while, too. So, like, we have, like, on our website, we have a pair of, like, Red 11s signed by Michael Jordan, going for, like, I think, it's, it's, I know it's above 500K, I think. It's, it's pretty, yeah. So, we get, like, exclusive stuff like that from, like, we get signed jerseys from everything. If you go on our website, you'll see, like, all kinds of cool stuff like sign 80 post i have a signed 80 post i got to tell you that i got a sign 80 poster It's pretty cool so yeah it's cool stuff like that you get like also get from the company so this is cool stuff like just if you're big enough an like, overseas athlete but definitely like, i'm pretty sure they can get it signed by a uh, sport uh, trading card company like so i don't know what other companies do such as panini and tops i know tops has baseball but they lose recently lost that to fanatics so i'm not sure like whatever like athletes or with different companies of like panini has nba but they lose Nets to tops as well so not tops but uh fanatics as well so yeah, it's the whole the whole critical company industry is, like, crazy right now. So, like, we don't know, that, like, company with, withstanding, like, I guess the sound of individual athletes, I'm not sure on that, but I think we're the only ones that really do that for real.
0: Wow. Yeah, Fanatics is really starting like, from my perspective, I don't really look at things like that and look into it like Fanatics is starting to become really into the gear stuff and I was really heavily involved in the WNB side of things, so, like, I know
1: there's stuff I'm trying to take off. Yeah, I I don't know if it's gonna be good for the for the trade card industry. Fanatics is like just taking everything over. Cause I don't know where to see how it goes. It's gonna be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, definitely. Is like so. Is trading cards really just primarily big in the U.S. or is it really just like a, is it really a national?
1: It's, it's it's big in the U.S., but I know a few people overseas and stuff. I wish we like our trading cards. I I sent on Twitter wish that we shipped to like certain companies like certain countries like they're not big I and mean, i think people in the uk were asking about some trading cards on twitter one time that they want they want some so it's really big in the u.s because you know it started here kind of like back in the day like baseball cards and back in like 80s and stuff like people collecting cards like that so i think it's really big in the u.s and canada because hockey i know people collect hockey cards because we like so we make good license for nhl so i know it's big in u.s and canada so overseas maybe not as big but like i know overwatch a lot of those guys and overwatch uh Probably from the China like career like, area and everything. So some people want those cars, those kind of players over there. So it's just like it's getting a little bit bigger overseas. It's not as big as it is in the U.S., though.
0: Okay, yeah, I just curious. I feel as, I feel as though like overseas may not gravitate as much to trading cards, but they can definitely like grow or like grow to really want those trading cards, the same. thus it's doubling the value of the whole entire industry. Because now you're tapped into the whole.
1: Yep, that's how it's, that's how it's gonna go. Like, say if it just takes an athlete from over there, somebody like looks like like follows a person like that and they see the trading card, it gets it you get bigger and bigger.
2: Um,
0: so I know I asked uh, about being uh, like an advice for for streamers and stuff. Uh, what what about any advice for uh people that are in the marketing industries? You know, you know how can uh, what's, what type of advice could you give to those people that are trying to pursue marketing?
1: I, I would think, really, uh, my best advice, like I said, me, I had an untraditional un- un- route to get here. Like I was literally kind of, pot- really, I landed a job because of my background, like, within esports, really. I, mean, I have to have a, a degree in college and everything, but, like, really, my esports knowledge helped me. But I guess people are pursuing, like, a career in marketing or branding really just got to like, I know for sure these days, I would say you need like a, I would say you need a master's degree, but if you can get a master's degree, go for it. I didn't get it. I didn't want to. I I didn't like school that much, but get a master's degree. I said, go for that master's degree and like try to, you know, narrow your field down. It's like, you want to do more marketing side, more branding side and just like and then find something you're passionate about, too. Like, I'm working with, like, branding within the esports industry, which is really cool, because I'm passionate about esports. So you can do, like, you know, marketing or branding within, like, regular sports. You can do it within, like, any industry you, you'd like, you're comfortable with. Because you can do it within any, you know, marketing branding for any, like, kind of industry. I can do dental marketing or branding, whatever. But I don't like it as much as esports. So, like, I'll say find something you're passionate about and, you know, try to, like, get into that field, too. And just, like, you know, study, like, knowledge, you know, get knowledge about what the industry you're trying to go into as well. And did you know, work your hardest, I would definitely say get good with social media because a lot of people like branding within social media too and get very, you know, adept at social media these days. If you can do any kind of gra- graphic design work. So I think I know marketing, a lot of those people want social media, people that can do graphic, graphic design, get edit videos, all kinds. So you can do any of that kind of stuff. I obviously go for like, get good at that because I'm not the best at that kind of stuff myself. But like, you can get good at that. They can definitely get some extra money too because you can kind of like control the whole branding of what social media. Probably get double pay. Who knows? Like, just just on the company. I was just thinking you know, if you get very well at social media and like like photoshop and all the kind of like graphic design kind of things would be to go a long way for sure.
0: All right, sounds like I'm on my way no, <laughs> 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 but yeah I, I I some of that stuff I picked up along the way because, you know I do time I do the edit I can also so I how to go do Photoshop uh it's been you know adding a little skills in there, so it's been fun. um but yeah i think so that wraps up our first part of our interview so we're gonna go ahead and and transition into our rapid fire round which we call the game within the game so um this is a little fun segment that we do every episode so we got a lot of typical questions but we're throwing some kind of like some tailored questions So his question for you is are you play?
1: i said what was the question again
0: i said my question for you is are you ready to play
1: Oh, yeah I'm ready. Yeah yeah. I, I think I
0: thought the question I read this question. Okay, never I'm ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh first question is uh chocolate chip cookies or oatmeal raisin?
1: Uh chocolate
0: chip easy, yeah, chocolate chip. <laughs> All right, that's cool. All right. <laughs> look, I got a love for chocolate chip. I prefer oatmeal, but I can't look, I'm weird. So I cheated on oatmeal cookies with chocolate chip, so I feel like I probably should just the <laughs> person that love chocolate chip cookies.
1: I would say oatmeal without the without the raisins. I do oatmeal cookies. it's cool. Still chocolate chip above them, but like I just don't like raisins like that. Like just ah, nah. got the chocolate chip.
0: But, yeah, because aren't you a vegan?
1: I was at one point. I was definitely vegan. I did it for like three months, but now I'm like I call myself a part-time vegan now. Like I do vegan meals from time to time. But like it's, it's there I'm like a part time vegan now. I like I still like vegan food, but like I still like eat meat from time to time too. So it's kind of weird.
0: <laughs> what what made you want to um like become or like become a part-time vegan or you know wanted to be interested and become a I, vegan
1: i just wanted to try like i was trying to like i was interested in that lifestyle like it was, it was cool like all i don't think about being a vegan like i'm the, the thing i'm not a fan of was like imitating meat like the, like the fake chicken the fake like hamburger meat and stuff. i was not a fan of that i rather just eat vegetables and like you know no non dairy products all day like i'm a fan of, like rice and beans like stuff like that like i rather just eat that instead of trying to eat like fake chicken or fake beef so it was cool for a while, but then you get tired of it. like, ah, eh, I'll just go back to like being regular. But I will say it has helped me. Like, I don't eat as much meat as I used to. Like certain stuff, like I don't like, like I don't like pork like as much as I used to. I eat steak from time to time, a little bit of chicken, but like I don't say I eat too much beef eater right now. So it's helped me a lot. I so, like I said, that's I was having a part time. Cause I sometimes I eat, it, I eat a vegan meal without any meat and I don't even feel like I needed, you know, like a protein like that. So it's, it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah. Nope. More power to you because the more vegetables you can eat, special for us. <laughs> You yeah. Know, <laughs> you are. You know. Yeah. More more power to you.
2: Uh,
0: TV shows or movies?
2: I think I'm a movie person.
1: I really can't binge watch TV like that. Like I'm not a, like a big binge watch person. Like I I, just, I can't focus on like shows. I don't have how people who can watch like ten episodes straight. Like I I get uninterested. But I'm more of a movie person for sure.
0: Okay. Favorite movie?
1: Uh Space Jam. It's favorite movie of all time is Space Jam. I know one of the best movie ever made, but like it's it pretty fire to me though.
0: Know? Nah, no, I agree with that. Look, I grew up loving Space Jam. So look, you look, I need to get my bell command working, but I, that's when I insert the bell. But like, dee, 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 dee. <laughs> all right. Uh who's your top five in the NBA? Now you can do also all time if you want to, but the top five <sighs> in the NBA. The
1: so all time or I can do both or just one another. I can do all time and current. No choice.
0: Yeah, your choice, your world.
1: I mean, I do currently. So I hate to do that. I'm a LeBron. I'm a big LeBron fan, but currently I'm probably have to go like kind of where everybody else went, I'm probably do Katie, Giannis, LeBron, Steph, and then Fifth is probably gonna be Fifth is of the grab. You can go Luca or Jokic. I'ma go Luka over Jokic though. But Jokic is cold too. But your top five is like right now still I'm a LeBron fan, but I'm gonna go Katie, Giannis, LeBron, Curry, and Luca.
0: Lucas that deal.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, cold. You
0: know, yeah, that's one cold. That's one cold white boy. That's for sure. He's <laughs> nice, he's <it's> nice. <laughs> for real. Um but yes, okay. So here's a here's a here's a tough one for you. would you prefer Vince Carter or Tracy McGrady?
1: Uh in their prime or all time. Both. Man, Vince Carter was cold too. Seems like I have to short up prime because of injuries I'ma I'm going to T-Mac though. That boy was cold when he was in his, in his bag. He was in his bag. I'm going to T-Mac for sure.
0: Yeah, like I can't question the longevity of Vince Carter cuz that man was in the in the league. Uh,
1: yeah, you I'm saying <laughs> like uh, like longevity he definitely is definitely cold for sure. Definitely.
0: Um if you can go pro in any sport other than basketball, what would it be?
1: I said soccer. Soccer you get like big contracts. You make it to the big the big clubs. I'd say soccer for sure.
0: Okay, I agree with that. Uh, your favorite sports moment that you've seen or witnessed?
1: Probably the 2013 finals when Ray Allen hit that shot. That was crazy. I mean, I watched that live. I was, well, I was scared they were going to lose that series. I was like, whoop, LeBron lost again, man. You know, so I'm a LeBron fan. And I, I hate when the haters hate on them. They always look for some reason. They hate on them. They used to hate on you. the Ray Allen made that shot. They said, and the Ray Allen saved them. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, it's basketball. People are going to hit shots no matter what. So I, that's
2: don't,
0: one of I, don't, I don't know why people hate LeBron so much. Like...
1: Jordan too much man, you know, or the media probably. I don't know. It's weird how that whole thing is. I don't know. So I'm a LeBron fan. I'm not a diehard LeBron fan, but like I respect this game. Like to me, it's one of the best ever. I still put him on with Jordan, but like, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Jordan's still one of the best too. They're like one A, one B to me. Jordan's one B, obviously, but you know, one <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I respect that. I respect that. Uh, your favorite pair of shoes?
1: Ah, whew. I'm a sneaker. I'm quote unquote a sneakerhead, so I have like a pair but i guess my favorite all the time is probably the raptor sevens. it's like the jordan raptor sevens but back then they were technically the raptors they're more the charcoals i heard heard it were called but that's probably my favorite pair of shoes right there the jordan raptor sevens
0: okay i'm a semi send my shoe head. so again I, I you know i got a budget I
1: got a yeah so. same <laughs> <laughs> Man, so I, don't buy, I don't buy a pair like i, I used to like, all throughout college and stuff i was buying a lot of pair but i slowed down the past few years but yeah, but I think that's my favorite pair though. Then the second favorite pair so is the Jordan One Royal Royal Blues. Probably my second second favorite pair. All
2: right. Um, if you could be a hype man for any artist, who would it be? Hype I man for
1: any artist? Um oh, that's a good question. Uh I'd probably say probably, Lil baby 21 I'd probably, I'd probably a little Baby or Twenty One Savage. I probably I probably Lil Baby. I probably Baby. He, he gets hyped. Probably a little Baby. I'll be a good hype man for him.
0: Hey, his beats beats nice though. <laughs> beats alone would get me. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh since I know since you guys have Marvel, um, who's your, your top five Marvel characters?
1: Hey, top five Marvel characters. I would have to go probably the number one. I'll probably say Iron Man number one, Iron Man. He's he's the goat. Iron Man number one. Probably number two, Captain America, number three, Black Panther, number four, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, I could put top three. I'll probably put him top. So Spider Man, I just put him number four. Then I think Wolverine, number five. When I was growing up, Wolverine is one of my favorite characters, but like he's number five. That that's, Iron Man's Captain America and Black Panther, so like they're top three for me, but they Spider Man and Wolverine right out of the top five.
0: Solid top five. No complaints to hear.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no complaints. Here. So, um, you know, one of my personal favorite Gambit.
1: Gamma um, was cool. Gamma was cool, boy. He was cool. So when I had an over the game. I would go to the arcades. Capcom versus Marvel, whatever it was called. Yes,
2: was, a cool he was cool
1: a character. It was cool character, the cards and stuff.
2: Yep,
0: yep. Um, okay. So, what would be your top five spirit, uh favorite uh, video game?
1: Hmm, uh, let's see, top five favorite video games. Are we doing yours years or just like just a series, like just a company, like the series, like two K. Uh,
0: you could you could do or... you. you, you you could do years if you want to specifically call out that particular one.
1: Okay, because I know like back in the day, like I was, because it's funny, like, you know, I know, came fresh in 2K. I was literally, my first love was Madden. I grew up playing Madden a lot. So I think like probably number one, be Madden 04, with Vic on the cover. 05 was still cold too, with Ray Lewis. And my team, Dolphins were good that year too, with Rick Williams and that nice defense. But I, was, I think Madden 04 would be number one. And number two behind that would probably be – will probably put GTA San Andreas up there, too. San Andreas was a cool game. I mean, growing up, I couldn't get a game at first when I was a kid because it's too much violence, my mom said so I couldn't get – Had to get older? Finally get it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah. i said say Madden 04, GTA San Andreas. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 2. People don't really know about Metal Gear Solid like that, but back on PS2, Damn. it was really cool. Metal Gear Solid was a cool game. i probably put that number three. Then 2K, maybe 17 when I first started playing professionally. That first, I guess, quote-unquote professional competitively, 2K17, number four. Then number five, uh, probably Call of Duty Black Ops 2. That game, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, I remember playing that summer of 2012, me and my cousin all summer. One of the best Call of Duty's ever to me. Yeah, so I think that's, that's a solid top five. Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Madden No 4 2 2K17, solid, and GTA San Andreas, so solid five.
0: Yeah, that, that is, look, alright, so first I want to talk about this middle Gear, gear, middle gear two, because that game was, mm-hmm. look, it's cold, but me and Metal Gear is hard for me. I don't know why. Like I need to, I need to go back in. Cause don't they have a remake for that one? Or no?
1: Uh you could probably buy the game on PS4, or PS5. Like the, if it's in the store, you can just play it on like the newer system. Cause I know like, uh Metal Gear Solid 4, Sons of Liberty was like a PS3. I never played that one. The last one I played was, I think Metal Gear Solid 2 was Sons of Liberty. Metal Gear Solid 4 was something else. Something about the Patriots, something like that. But the last time I played two and three. Number three was Snake Eater. I remember that Saw 3 Snake Eater it was really fire too, but so, but two was cold. So, I remember just playing two and beating and playing three. I mean, I beat that too, but two was one of my favorite ones. Was one of the best games of all time. I remember, like, I think you can look, look at Google and it's like a nine some rating out of 10. It was one of the best games ever.
0: Oh, yeah, I, I don't doubt that. I need to, that was one of the things I wanted to do was go back and play the Metal Gear series. I ain't gonna start mm. on a, like the very first one with the PS one yeah. because I've seen the videos of those where they are talking about the dude. Like they know what's on your memory card. I don't want to go through it. Yeah, I wanna. <laughs> I just want to pick up on two and just see if I can actually play the game alone. Yeah,
1: definitely. I think I played on the medium skill level. I don't know. How I played on the hardest skill level because you play on the hardest skill level with them guards. They they see you and everything. It's hard, bro. So I think I play like on just name normal. I feel that. Yeah. One. Um. I'm
0: gonna give you my quick five real quick. Uh, for me, it was uh. Man, it's, it's changed. Um Final Fantasy 9, uh Kingdom Hearts, um, recently added Persona 5 submit. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and add the Call of Duty, uh, just because of the, the the memories and stuff I had playing though especially playing as zombies. Yeah, people love I'm
2: not
0: a big zombies fan personally, but a lot of people love zombies, yeah, for sure. And then um jack and dexter
2: okay all uh, right solid solid my
0: five. um all right almost close to the last question but if you get a chance if you had a chance to take over uh, any organization um who would you choose
1: uh professional esports or just anything
0: anything like you can take over chase bank just because he won't own any money you know it could be uh you know it could be somebody's airlines it Could be a team, professional team, like you want to take over the Dallas Cowboy. Your choice, your world, you get the keys. I'll say
1: probably Amazon. That boys like Jeff Bezos making money on Amazon like it's boy. nothing. Like the dead are dead or Microsoft. But I'll say probably go. I don't know, I like Microsoft better. i probably say Microsoft. I'll take over Microsoft. Take over Microsoft. Tell Bill Gates. I ain't gonna see you no more. I think he stepped out anyway. So let's like get the keys, you know. Take over Microsoft. I
0: feel that. All right. I I I'm not mad at the Microsoft pick. That's pretty good. Pretty solid. Uh Ooh, I do have one more question. Just off the mic. Um, favorite, uh, favorite video console of all time? Uh
1: probably. I'll say PS2. Probably PS2. That's one of get the best memories of video gaming. PS2, dog. It was crazy. That that the I mean, I first started playing Be Alive on PS2. I said Santa Andreas came out there and met Solid Two. I played FIFA. Started getting to FIFA on PS2 as well. I think PS Two is like the best, and so then Three Sixty is second behind that. Three Sixty was cold, too, but I think PS Two was the best.
0: I I'm not even that was a good choice. So PS Two for me, N sixty four, N64 days. Hey, um, yep, the N sixty four. I'm trying to think, what do I add after that? I can't put the four, the PS Four in there. I guess yeah, the Four was like, cool, but like
1: the, the PS Two around was crazy. As
0: well, okay. yeah. So I, I'm gonna just go N64, and PS2, and
2: probably right, go Game That's solid. One
0: one last question for you um, before, we, before we wrap this up. Um, for how can people go about following you and keeping up with your career and everything that you're going on? You know how can people you know get in touch with touch with you and just kind of keep up with everything you got going on?
1: I said probably the main thing is probably my Twitter because like I said I, I still am active within the 2K community on Twitter and like anything esports like you see my tweets retweets is always esports or sports related. So my Twitter is uh, Paul B underscore underscore on Twitter, and I'm not trying to brag, but I'm verified on there, so it should pop up right away. Like I was on there, so you should see Paul B to see me on my little my little bio and stuff talking about like. 2k related stuff whatever so yeah that's on Twitter then on Instagram is uh, PaulB034 I don't really post most Instagram Instagram stories about like sports and stuff like that so said uh then LinkedIn obviously Paul Bradford and just it should pop up I don't know how many Paul Bradford in the world on LinkedIn but if you type in Paul Bradford and or predict it should pop up So <laughs> but yeah that's one of the main places I, I'm i on Facebook as well but Facebook is like same like I'm on Instagram I'm really posting there most of the stuff on there is a really family to keep up with me or whatever so They've been probably like said mainly my Twitter. And that's why all my like esports retweets and stuff, or like sports and stuff like that is on there and a lot of 2K related stuff as well.
0: But y'all heard it first. Y'all heard it. Nah, I can't talk right now. Y'all heard me. <laughs> no, go ahead and follow my man's Paul on Twitter and all his social media platforms. While you're at it, go ahead and make sure that you guys are following and subscribing to us on Twitter. It's CTG underscore pod. On Instagram is capturing underscore the underscore game underscore pod on uh, Facebook is just capturing the game and on YouTube is just capturing the game uh, podcast so you know Paul Ben has been super dope and fun get a chance to talk with you kind of nerd out a little bit but also talk about the sports and just everything that's going on in the industry uh actually real quick man um who do you think is going to win this uh NBA season since we just now kicking off season
1: I mean, if Kyrie comes back, the Nets will probably be one of the favorites. I know they didn't play they didn't play well. They got killed by Milwaukee, but then they came back and beat the Sixers. But that Kyrie being you know, feeling not have Ben Simmons, which I don't know if that would have mattered if they did have or not. But uh I'm gonna say the Nets, I'm a Lakers, I'm a LeBron fan. The Lakers right now 0 two. Hope they win tonight against the Grizzlies would be nice. But if I'm just like just being smart, I'm gonna say the, the, the Nets, but who knows, like anything happening about ba- injuries and stuff in basketball. Like I said, my heart wants the Lakers to win it, but my head is saying the Nets gonna probably win it all this year
0: all right so when so look when this video comes out later down the road we're gonna find out how close or how uh accurate our predictions
1: were. i know right I'm, I'm scared i hope i hope i'm right he'll see the, all right I hope, <laughs> not, I hope the lakers win so i hope i hope the lakers really win it but Nets. i'm saying they might win it though
0: <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah man that's an episode man thank you for hopping on thank you